Well, yes. the thing is, is, you know, the Colonel only has 11 herbs and spices. Ahmad's got 12 and they're Persian. Saturday Omaha. Eat this. Good. Okay. All right. Um. So, um, hey, TJ. Yes, Dave. I can't find Sam. He's he's not here. Um, I I think he ceased to exist. Is he? I, just, I think he is. He has decorporealized for the duration of the uh, oh the pandemic, and will once again re-solidify into corporeal this plane walking Sam. Oh, somewhere after the crisis. Oh, is okay. <laughs> See, I I just thought maybe he was mining for burgers in far off lands. Maybe he found you know the mother load. I, I I don't know if if you look for some type of like cheese vein in the ground and then you start digging and hopefully find burgers. I don't have to look anywhere near that far for a cheese vein. Dave. Oh my! Is that is that what happens over time if you if you follow the Saturday eating plan? I I believe it is. Yes, with uh, hence hence some changes to the Saturday eating plan. In point of fact, oh my! Well, I you know the the interesting part is is that uh, we uh, went to a place today and we did not have any cheese. So you know, hey, check out that transition, people, because today we went to well, because I'm such an honest guy. We went yesterday. We're actually podcasting the day after, but uh, no cheese in the place that we are about to talk about which is Ahmad's Persian cuisine, not in the old market because they have moved. They are located at 4646 Dodge Street, Omaha, Nebraska, 68102, because that's where they are, and that's where we got food. Am I supposed to be launching vitriol across the way about the zip code reading? Uh, no, because Curses. you... Curses. You... <laughs> <laughs> it, you just did it. I just needed to make sure that we continually added strange emphasis to the zip code because for some reason we do that. Don't worry. I will continue to add strained emphasis to everything. Excellent. <laughs> Stra- do, you, do you do that to your coffee? That strained? Em- em- anyway, uh, possibly pasta. So let's uh, let's talk about some uh, some Persian food today. So this is our first time going to Ahmad's, and they have been in the Omaha, Nebraska area for quite a long time. Recently moved over to the four six four six Dodge Street location. Uh, so if you were a friend of Ahmad's uh, down in the old market, uh, you just need to travel a little bit west now, and you will find him. We're doing the uh, socially distanced eating, so in this case, uh, we're going to set up shop in the parking lot, but had to relocate a short distance away because Saturday is about friendship, food, conversation, and uh, Dodge Street was a little loud, Uh, so we, we did move. However, I have a feeling when... Things are comfortable for all to open up and dine in, um, or if you choose to dine in currently, I have a feeling that the interior of the restaurant is probably nice and relaxing and would be a good place for a conversation as well. Yeah, this I actually pulled the, uh, the menu that I have here from his posts on Facebook, and the interior looks like it's, it's going to be real nice. We did a curbside option this time out, so... Uh, I have not had a chance to venture in, and the uh, whether it was the, the sunlight or the windows are tinted or he had things over them, I don't remember what it was, but it was not, uh, not easy to peer in and uh, see what may be had in time. Oh, wow. But the, yeah, the interior shots look nice. I, I would like to, to go in and sit, but we will definitely talk more about yes, uh, we will. 
the that option. Yes, I, I agree. So uh, we had uh, guest Tom, who has been a uh, a regular um, on the Saturday Omaha podcast, but uh, certainly uh, very regular this summer. So we had a group of three, which allowed us to get uh, we got quite the cross section of the menu uh, this time around. There are a lot of options, so let's uh, let's get into it. And uh, let's start with appetizers because, well, that's kind of where things start. And TJ, I believe you got this because, well, I tried some of it. You got the hummus. I got the hummus because I have heard many a splendid thing about Persian hummus. And uh, we, I did notice this is a little bit different. Um, a lot of good hummus, in my estimation, or people who are attempting to make good hummus, shoot for a very smooth concoction, which I would say that this mostly was. Maybe a little bit larger, uh, I don't know if it's a grind size <laughs> I was like, when are you going to go for like a medium grind on this hummus? Yeah, yeah, for a, a, a medium to fine, uh, smoothed out with a little bit more liquid than normal. I'm not sure how much oil came into play, but most hummus that I have had when it is a standard chickpea hummus is done with a fair amount of lemon juice or enough to give it a little bit of a tang. Would you like me to read off the ingredients quickly so that you may proceed furtherly? Oh, by all means. Well, this hummus, because I... I hear that there's quite the competition in uh, countries and regions uh, on who makes the best. But this particular hummus is made with chickpeas, garlic, tahini, and fresh lime, and then accented with carrots and olive oil, and served with warm flatbread. Indeed, and I, I think we... I was going to say we'll get to the warm flatbread. The warm flatbread deserves a mention because it was... Warm flatbread. And delicious. It was, yes, uh, as as moist as a flatbread should be. Sometimes it's a little bit of a thinner uh, bread in this case, so it sometimes those will come out a little bit dry. This certainly was not. Had a nice little uh, little bit of browning, even tending towards blackening, so a little bit of a char yeah. on the outside. And uh, we were eating in some, uh, some windier and cooler than usual conditions for... Some reason, yeah. I, I think our position vis-a-vis -vis the sun will uh, necessitate more of this in future. But uh, things tended to cool off pretty quickly. And even though it was only protected by its little layer of uh, foil and half after it was unwrapped, uh, it stayed warm and delicious for quite some time. It, it is a good uh, good pairing for hummus. Yes, and uh, the the bread here was a little different than what came with my appetizer, but uh, cut into triangles and snuggled up nicely next to each other in, I, I don't know, were there probably eight or ten uh, triangles of flatbread with your hummus? Something along those lines, yeah, because we, uh, we did a halfsies split yes. on that there hummus. And I want to say that, yeah, I, I handed off four and had four left, so eight small triangles. I did not immediately notice the carrots, but it was a strongly savory and tangy hummus both. Yes. Uh, the garlic was clear, the tahini, of course. Those are, those are things that would be obvious in there and fairly common to hummus. The fresh lime is the standout, and there was quite a bit of it, or at least quite a bit of flavor therefrom. Um, yeah, there's do, a citrus zap in this hummus. Yeah, I if I was going to try and make it at home personally, I might cut back on the lime, but I would be happy to order it this way. It was not overpowering. 
it was just very noticeable. However, that said, I think regardless of your portioning uh, proportion ratio choices, that this might be better than lemon. It, it's a really nice and more, I guess, full-bodied accent for the hummus. I, I see what you're saying because, so you were kind enough to throw some of this my way on, on a very nice plate, I might add, with a golden spoon. Um, but the thing is, you get that flatbread and you take a scoop of this stuff and it's it's a hearty bite. Hearty, yes. I, I didn't want to repeat myself exactly, but a well-rounded flavor. Agreed. And more so than most. Again, a, a bit tangy for my taste, but it was still delicious. The only... Uh, this is not a complaint, but it is a word of warning. Because I dug into this hummus, and I think of hummus as a purely savory device. So there were some uh, burgundy-colored vegetal, I thought vegetal, contrivances. Although, I oh. suppose olives are a fruit. So I, I guess they were definitely fruit regardless. But what I thought I was looking at was some remarkably plump, large Kalamata olives. And biting into one, found it was a grape. That's this not an olive. surprise was not a negative. <laughs> they actually go really well. It's a good choice. It's delicious. I'm glad they were there. But uh, should you order this yourself, and if you like hummus, you should... Uh, yeah, be, be very aware that that is not an olive you are biting into. Be prepared for that sweet with the tangy and the savory. That is a good call out. I, I totally forgot about that. I'm glad you brought that up. So yeah, because that was the first thing that happened when you took a bite and you're like, uh, 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 that's a grape. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm all about some sweet and savory. It's just, I, I did not see that coming. Wow. There it is. Well, let's hop over to my appetizer, which I have to apologize because I didn't get any of this to you, and and that is much to my chagrin because it was very tasty. Um, the dolme, and, and Ahmad, if you're listening to this, and I mispronounce any of this, which is highly likely, my apologies, but uh, D-O-L-M-E-H, stuffed cabbage leaves filled with ground beef, vegetables, and lentils topped with a tomato-based sauce. This actually came with small flatbread as well, but different flatbread. Now, Ahmad brought our food out to the car curbside for us and said, hey, the thicker bread goes with the hummus and the thinner bread goes with this. And he gave us specific eating instructions to make sure that everything was kind of wrapped up together as a bite. So you need the cabbage and the beef and all that wrapped in this little triangle. That said, I will tell you, it was kind of tough to do so in our uh, curbside dining environment because um, I was trying not to get uh, too much of the tomato-based sauce and cabbage um, all over my uh, finger food conveyances. Uh, in other words, uh, I may have kind of switched to a fork here, trying to get to some of the cabbage, some of the meat, and uh, all that on that thinner flatbread. This was tasty as well. I really enjoyed this. I've never had this before. Would have again. Um, good mix of that cabbage. The cabbage was uh, very soft, probably stewed, my guess is, with the ground beef and lentils, etc. in that tomato-based sauce. Uh, what a fun appetizer. A bunch of those little triangles. And uh, if I get this again, TJ, I will definitely make sure that uh, you get some of this because uh, you should have 
you should have had some of it. Mild in a spice level. It was not hot from a spice standpoint, but uh, much like you will find out through all this food that we're talking about, a flavorful dish. Um, if you are familiar with the flavors of cabbage, ground beef, and tomato, which most of you probably are, wrap that up in a little bit of that flatbread and enjoy. There you go. Shall we uh, migrate to the main courses? A TJ. Possibly. Um, a couple of asides on the uh, on the dolma there. Yes. One is, I was very surprised to see this on the menu. I didn't know it could be a Persian thing. Um, many of those of you out there who are maybe Polish or German, uh, as is uh, a good portion of uh, our heritage, well, not Polish, but we are a good portion German, and I think think a number of Slavic countries as well have a thing very much like this. Now, I don't remember what the actual uh, native language name is in the case of ours, but uh, mom used to refer to them as pigs in a blanket, which gets real confusing when you think about hot dogs and croissants and uh, something like this comes out. Oh, interesting. But potentially a familiar, a, a different spin on a familiar uh, comfort food, especially about this time of year. Uh, in theory for myself and for uh, any number of other people listening i'm this is going to be something i try when i go back it was it was a coin flip away from being the appetizer choice good call so that in addition to yes ahmad himself came out and very kindly and with uh, exuberance gave us instructions on how to enjoy these dishes which he was, I assume, guessing and uh, correct in doing so that we had probably not had before, because how many Persian restaurants are there around here? I think possibly precisely one. I, there, there might be a couple others, but uh, not many. So uh, he very, I don't know if jovial is exactly the word, but very friendly, pleasant individual. I, uh, I look forward to uh, seeing more of Ahmad on uh, future occasions, and yes. I appreciate having a completely, literally foreign food stuff that I have never tried before, knowing how to eat it and how the flavors are meant to go together is uh, is exceedingly helpful, I think. Agreed. Agreed. So and it was were... funny because he says, he says, don't you love it when somebody tells you how to eat your food? Uh -huh. And I said, yes, when the chef tells me how to eat the food, absolutely. Please give, give me education, especially if it's something I've never had before. So, um, yeah, I, I love it. I love it. And you're right. He was so pleasant. Just, just a cool guy. Yeah. Good, good experience all around. Now, Dave, yes. enough of this lollygagging. Yes. Let's get to the entree. Oh, I'm sorry about that. I, I do have to tell you that, uh, uh, guest Tom, um, did have the kebab kubade, which was a skewer of ground lamb and beef with onions and spices grilled over an open flame and served with a roasted tomato. Uh, TJ and I did not try this, um, but the dish came out with uh, rice and a salad. And the kebab, I think in this case, was uh, a ground meat type kebab where you get your ground meat mixture and put it on the skewer and then grill it um, because it came out as a single piece of meat that spanned diagonally the, uh, well, the uh, hypotenuse, if you will, of the to-go container that it came in and then had the rice and tomato. Um, I do believe that uh, guest Tom... Uh, ate it all. So it must have been pretty darn good, but I did not get to have any. Uh, so I would say that uh, looking from afar, it looked pretty darn tasty. 
I, on the other hand, went with something a little different. I went with the Korscht Kime. So I'm going to spell that for you. K-H-O-R-E-S-H-T, new word, K-E-I-M-E-H. Cubes of ground beef cooked with golden split peas in a potato and onion sauce spiced with cinnamon. Um, again, I, I missed that on the first read through flavors continue. Yeah. Um, everything that came out had its own color palette. I would say the dolme, that was not a vibrantly colored dish versus the hummus was, um, because it had its little accents on it. The, uh, kebab that guest Tom got definitely had its color palette. Uh, this if you'll look at our Instagram feed, um, the cover picture I put for our fatter day that day has this dish on it, and it looks like a, a, a vibrant three-color food color wheel. This was very tasty. Um, it had a, uh, a container of the sauce, uh, and inside it, a few uh, larger pieces of potato, um, almost as big as a um, like an apple slice, if you were to, to give me an apple slice, but uh, in this case, in potato form, uh, that would be the size of the potato. The beef was a small, let's say a three quarters of an inch cube, and uh, very tender and tasty. I assume stewed in with all the uh, vegetable and uh, tomatoey goodness. And again, flavor. Delicious served over the rice. Um, the salad that came with it was good as well. The to-go option had the stew in the separate container and then the rice in the to-go container. So uh, poured it over the top. I like the fact that it had these golden split peas in it. That's fun. That's different. I, I actually don't know how many dishes I've run into where it's like, oh, here's meat and split peas. That's kind of a neat combo and very, very tasty. Um, much like my appetizer, not spicy hot, but full of flavor and very, very tasty. So uh, good stuff. TJ, what was the other thing you had? I had Tehran chicken. Oh, my. <laughs> Uh, tenderloin of chicken marinated in saffron, which I'm just wild about, lime, and 12 Persian spices that will melt in your mouth. I didn't know if you know this, but saffron is wild about me. I think we have some contention here. Oh my. Uh, this also, it does not mention it on the, uh, the menu description, but does include a roasted tomato and is intended to be eaten kind of all together and technique on this is is gonna take a try or two i think i wound up settling i tried you know a bite of each on the fork and all that kind of thing uh cutting the tomato up to kind of spread it so it almost becomes a sauce over the rice and then taking that with individual bites of chicken seems to be the way however tasting the rice on its own i have made saffron rice i want to say twice at home uh once with success and once without did you ever fix the hole in the wall from that failed attempt? No, no, I never have. Why do you think we need these heavy windscreens on these microphones? Oh, my. Anyway, continue. I'm still sweeping the leaves out. Anyway, the determining factor here being the quantity of saffron you're using, because it's darned expensive stuff. Yeah. Uh, and you need to use enough. Unless there was some sort of, you know, yellow number two magical dye coming into play. He and definitely so. used enough. The The rice itself was flavorful. I did catch a very definite tangy note. What it was, I couldn't tell you. I, I didn't detect lime per se. Might have been lemon. 
could have been a very mild, like just, just a bare hint. It was really hard to pick apart what I was having because, again, very new flavors. Um, saffron is not something I, I pick out readily and easily. So that is in there. Well, There's some the, sort of tanginess in there. Well, yes. and the thing is, is, you know, the kernel only has 11 herbs and spices. Ahmad's got 12, and they're Persian. Well, and 10 of the kernels are salt, but that's neither here nor there. Yes, and, and definitely Ahmad was not using over salt. <laughs> but yeah, we're... We're going to get to them 12 spices. Just just you oh, give it a moment. I wish you guys could see this because the eyebrow of interest was just raised by TJ. The eyebrow of, well, interest and confusion. Oh. Because the rice was delicious. Saffron rice, some sort of balance of uh, of, of tanginess. And, and I, spicy is such a difficult word because it says hot. And it was not hot. It was complex. It had a complex spiciness to it and things that I didn't necessarily recognize. So you take that rice and you take that chicken and you take the roasted tomato is such a nice touch. I mean, I'm, I'm kind yeah. of a big fan of that type of thing anyway, but it, it definitely goes well with just about everything and adds nice color to the plate. So I have my, my saffron chicken rice thing happening and then it is, hmm, I would go... Further than dusted, but less than blackened. There was a generous amount of whatever the 12 spice powder thing is. And there was some of this happening on the hummus as well. Uh, I, I didn't mention it because I figured we'd get into it here. I have no idea what is in this. It looks a little <laughs> bit like a chili powder. It has some of the same flavors, may have some sort of chili pepper in it. But what all was going on, I don't know. The... The word of the day, really, and I don't want to make this sound like it was mild or underspiced when I use this word, but the word of the day is subtlety. I think everything... I'd agree. Yeah, it seems to carry that. There is no face punch yes. of any one thing. Yeah, I was just going to say something along those lines. Subtle complexity, is, is that the words of the day? Yes, subtle complexity is certainly the theme of the day. I think in everything we had, I, I'm guessing you'll agree with me from your, uh, your enthusiasm for those word choices, but everything has that subtle complexity to it. There's a lot going on, but none of it's super powerful. It's not chili or clove or cinnamon it's none of those things like really coming out to hit you it's all of them married together and nothing nothing particularly strident in its flavor it's everything's working together it's comforting flavor i'm trying to be careful here because it's a hair off comfort food it's not as as starchy as all that oh it is yes. in fact oh no all right, look, we're going to find a different word for this. Oh, what's going to happen? But I'm going to use these two together. It's very clean cuisine. <laughs> that, yeah. that, that inadvertently evokes an image that I wasn't trying to, but it's, it's subtle wow. and there's not, you're not finding a whole bunch of deep fried or greasy anything. Right. It's all pretty darn healthy ingredients even the heavier stuff seems to follow that rule and there's nothing this is in the best way possible 
This is the most un-American food I've ever had. It's not fried. It's not greasy. It's not one note. All of the negative things you could possibly say about stuff we do where I'm going to give you 80,000 pounds of cheese on this burger. It's, it's all about quality and preparation and marrying a whole bunch of different flavors, no one of which is too strong together Ooh. to form something that is legitimately interesting. So I believe we have talked on the podcast about potentially doing revisit episodes. And again, this is if we were doing a full on fatter day structure where I wasn't supposed to get to the review before the review. Ah, yes, this would be a problem. But I would very much like to go back both because the food was good, but also to learn and understand what I am eating. This is when I order from like the the health food restaurant or or a health food store or cafe type places or when i try and get vegan fare or i go somewhere trendy that offers me healthy things i am hoping to get this a whole lot of ingredients that if you were trying to eat good clean healthy food i mean yeah there there are some things in there that maybe don't count there in everybody's lexicon but most of them do and everything is, you know, it's it's chicken breast and olive oil and chunks of, of good types of meat. It's it's all all of the flavor that you hope for from that ridiculous heavy eating experience is there. And every here we go. Every calorie counts. Wow. Boy, when you pair that up with clean cuisine, that's a combination. Uh-huh. So, and I hate to evoke counting calories, but every Especially calorie is fatty. worth eating. It's enjoyable. There, There is no wasted. It's not that uh, that terrible shake you got from the fast food restaurant type of thing. Every everything here is. I am glad that I ate this thing. You know, I, you know, I, you hit on something here, which even when oh, we, I tried, couldn't get a number though. Aha! Hello, this oh, is back goodness, to saffron. Terrible. Continue. Oh, all right. The thing is, is that you know we talk about on Saturday when we do the larger, uh, you know, three scale episodes, we get into the Frampton scale and, and talk about things like that. And part of the thing though is that. When TJ and I, or TJ and Sam and I, or whatever combination is, when we go eat on Saturday, this meal has to be special and good, um, especially for TJ and I, because chances are, if you talk to me, you'd be like, oh, Dave, what'd you have for lunch on Wednesday? And be like, well, I had some yogurt and flaxseed. Okay, when I go eat on Saturday, it's got to be good. So those calories really do need to count and and in a good way where I'm getting something that is worth the calories that are going in my tummy. Reverse economy of sorts? Yeah, the the larger the number of calories, the better it should taste. It's it's nearly as simple as that. There's no reason for me to waste eating calories on okay food. This is this is good, and I would imagine the uh, if you were counting calories, you'd probably do fair fairly well here with pretty much everything on the menu. Um, let's see, we we've gotten through my Tehran chicken. We did. Uh, we've gotten through your your korsht kime. We did. Ha- have we named all the foods that we have consumed? We have, which means it's time for the wrap up and to start talking about the 
hook and the hint of Ahmad's Persian cuisine. So leading that off will be me, yours truly, Dave. And I will tell you, uh, I think the hook's kind of obvious here. It's Persian food in Omaha, Nebraska. Um, We don't have a lot of that. And Ahmad has it. And it's tasty. So in combination with that is also the fact that that TJ mentioned the the subtle complexity of flavor in these dishes. These are not, you know, run-of-the-mill items. These are different, and they have interest. TJ, would you like to add anything to the hook portion of the wrap-up? No, no. I think the the hook is very much that it's it's good food, it's Persian food, it has the subtle complexity, and all of those things going for it. And it's clean cuisine. So let's move on to the hint. I'm going to give you a couple, but I'm going to start out with this. I think that to have a good, solid, uh, fatter day level uh, experience, you at the very least need to order an entree and an appetizer. I would tell you that going with a fatter day friend of yours, getting each an entree and an appetizer and then sharing those appetizers so that you each get a little bit of that along with your entree is a pretty darn good idea. Tej, do you have anything you'd like to add to that portion of the wrap-up? Truthfully told, no, because I don't know what the heck is going on here. I just want some more of it. An appetizer and an entree is a good way to do... uh, deal with the wallet portion, but regardless of how you do it, at least two things, I think, if this is your first time eating there. This is, we try not to uh, to order the whole menu or eat the world or whatever, but this is very much worth exploring, and I think you're going to want to. Awesome. So let's, uh, I want to add a little bit on the end of here also, that I think because of um, the style of food, the flavor, um, likely how Ahmad's friendly personality may project out into his restaurant. When dining in is comfortable for you, I have a feeling the experience of the food combined with the environment and the ability to sit and share and talk and go over your meal together would be a very good thing. Uh, Tej, I think you might have some additional menu notes that you'd like to add before we close this out. Uh, Yes, a few things in as brief a style as TJ can do them. Um, A relatively concise menu, but a whole lot of things you haven't had before. An interesting menu. Uh, Expect to, you're going to land at about 20-ish, maybe 15 for an entree. There is we speak often of a, a flavor tax of sorts. You do pay more for flavor. I think ingredients here, I'm guessing his costs on a lot of these are fairly high for things that are exotic or in case of the saffron, just straight up expensive. So do be aware of that, but also be aware that it is worth it. I'm also going to make a liar out of myself on the hint. Uh, oh. The other hint is keep it hot, eat it fresh. If you cannot dine in, if that is either not comfortable for you at this point or just logistically you can't, these are dishes that are, they're they're not that sloppy food experience and they're not soup. They're not things, maybe say one of the potato and peas dishes or some of those will, uh, will stay what it is in transport. 
But if you can do a wacky in-car setup that allows you to dine on a full meal comfortably. Like, what would that be, TJ? Like, maybe a folding table and storage ottomans in the back of a minivan? Oh, I wait, you have Some, that. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, if you, uh, if you check out our social media, you will see the various uh, dining contrivances we have been coming up with in this trying time. Yeah, I keep it hot, keep it fresh. Even Ahmad in his, uh, his instructions on things to do with this here food did very much suggest that. And I think eating out, literally out, since we were outside in the, uh, the very brisk fall air, uh, my first bite of chicken, it was dang hot coming out of that container. And by the time I had set it on a plate and gotten it the way I wanted it, and took the first bite, it had already started to cool quite a bit, and I think that changes the character considerably, and I think most dishes would have that effect. So again, if you're if you're comfortable eating in, do. If you can eat in the car, just the faster you get to it, the better, and the more enjoyable your experience will be. There you go. So as you heard from TJ, keep your cuisine clean, keep it hot, keep it fresh. And with that, this has been Fatterday Omaha. Thanks for eating with us, and uh, I'm Dave. I'm TJ. And uh, again, eat this. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Saturday Omaha. Eat this. A Huda Media Production.